Welcome back to Coffee and Christ. There's no music this time. Dylan decided to... Da, 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 da. Coffee and Christ. There it is, right there. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you have to have. That was pretty good. And imagine that, and then we're every into week. the episode. Every week. Every week. Da, 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 da. Coffee, Coffee and Christ. As long as I did it the same way every time. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that would have had a little squeak on the beginning. <laughs> anyway. You have to be consistent. I'm the most inconsistent person <laughs> you'll ever meet in your life. That's just me. <laughs> Well, but that's all we got. What about your week? Um, it's been pretty good. It's a good one. Better than last. Ah, it's better than last. It's not hard to beat that though. That's true. But it's been good. It's been very busy. What did I do over the weekend? Graduations. That's right. I had all the graduation things. No longer a high school student. I didn't even cry. That's good. Just when that handicapped kid got up out of his wheelchair. It was true. It was... The tears were flowing. Got a standing ovation and everything. Was, I was standing before anybody else did. Me and Stephen. Really? Me and Stephen were the first two to stand. And I looked at Stephen and he was crying. And I was also Aww. crying. And I was like... I'm glad I'm not the only one. Those who were not there. Um, there's this kid in my class who... Uh, all I've known him as is somebody in a wheelchair. Because that's all you see him as. And so, uh, but him and his, uh, I don't know if they were, I think they were his teachers, maybe his teacher, maybe his mom, something like that, but um, two of his uh, helpers of some kind um, helped him walk across stage to get his diploma and walk back, so um, he didn't roll across, he actually walked, so it was uh, really good, he got a standing ovation, like you said, Dylan said he cried. There's a lot, I was not the only... Well, I'm sure you weren't the only one. Teary eyes. Because it was awesome. It was cool. It, what really got me was, like, after he did, Mac, my, our principal, Max Pettit, kind of, like, looked at everyone and was, like, ushering his hands up, everybody stand up. I, I felt hyped. I, it was so cool. <laughs> I loved it. He, he played that off so well. Yeah. He was like, get up, everyone. It was so good. But, yeah. We had all the graduation things. And then sat, uh, Sunday, I took a three-and-a-half-hour nap. And it was amazing. I went to Project Grad. Yeah, you did go. Oh yeah, tell us about your your week end. I guess. Well, Project Grad was Saturday night, so it was kind of inconvenient with the church. Still went to church, but was running on two hours of sleep. What did we talk about? Do you even remember? What did we talk about? You didn't even speak. I know. It doesn't matter. What did we talk about? Zacchaeus. There you go. Talk about what the. We talk about in church. You remember? Talked about in church. Yeah, like what was the sermon about? You remember? If you gave me a second, I would. I have to think about it. I can't one hundred percent remember either, so it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I know the class was about Zacchaeus and his impact on the story and Jesus's impact on the story. That was good, but that was yeah, that was good. Lesson. But at Project Grad, um, all I did was play. I won the cornhole tournament, so I won twenty real dollars. Yeah, twenty, 20 come, bucks. Come at me. Buys a quarter, take the gas. That's right. <laughs> and then I, um, all I did was play uh, poker the whole time. And that was really fun. That was really fun. I, I feel like I got better because I lost a lot of fake money and mm. also made a lot of fake money. So I feel like the school's like really starting gambling addictions off early. Like right out the gate, they're just like, here's all this money, fake money, and... Go gamble it away. Go gamble it away. That's a game I've never... I don't know how to play poker. Poker? I don't know it's, how. It's easy. I can, I, I can tell you, and obviously... 
Will's a good poker player. He plays all. He's trying to teach me forever, and I just. I'm gonna buy a poker set because I've really gotten into it now. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna buy a forty dollar poker set on Amazon because I've already looked at it and it's already maybe or maybe not be in my cart. On Amazon, I have to do is hit buy, um, and then and then I'll teach you. We'll have like a poker night. I'll bring Monopoly money. We'll go crazy. Let's do real money. Let's just let's go crazy. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Let's go I'm crazy. Just kidding. I'm about to buy a new car. I can't, I can't do that. Let's go crazy. I cannot uh, do that. Maybe though. Maybe. But uh, it's an easy game. I lost a lot of fake money on uh, blackjack. I figured out that maybe I fully don't understand how to play blackjack <laughs> because I lost a lot of money. How much fake money did you lose? Well, I started off with $5,000, and I lost that very quickly. You lost the whole five grand? Yeah, but the guy who, the dealer was really nice. He said, you know what? I got to make sure my customers come back, and he handed us $10,000 in oh. chips. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And so, but there's a lot of people who like just went to like the roulette tables and won way, way more money than I ever did at poker. So maybe you're, maybe you should practice some more. I think I should. We could play with real money, but at the end, you give it back. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could do that. I'm okay with that. Real money, and then at the end, you just say, just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That would be kind of fun. And then um, I heard that. If you went to the karaoke table uh, and you sang a song, you won two grand. And I was like, sign me up. So me and my friend Jordan Rohr went and sung uh, our song by Taylor Swift. And it was kind of Did a you hit. actually sing? I did. I have a video of it somewhere. My, my phone's charging. But I have a video. Somebody took a video of us. It was kind of awesome. Everyone I, I was like, wanna, everybody I, was I like. I want to see the video after this. I want to see were the just, video. They were really into it. And like, the crazier, the crazier you are, the more money you got. Oh. So like, Jordan like handled... All the vocals, really. I, I chimed in, but I was more like the, the dancing queen or something like that. I don't know. I'm going to have to watch that. It was, it's not all of it, but it's like a snippet of it. It's pretty good. So, but You don't have Project Graduation where I'm from. I only won towels, though. So. That was nice towels. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for some good cotton, though. So. That was not, they were nice. I was, when I drove your car, I was in the drive-thru <laughs> getting my lunch, and I picked up one of the washcloths thing, like the small towel, and I was like, that's nice. I put it to my face. Nice, yeah. It was nice. It's going to replace some of my old stuff. That'll be good. I'm excited. I'm also a sucker for good linen. 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 My voice cracked. <laughs> Imagine being 22 and your voice still cracks. But it happens. It happens. Yeah, I'm a sucker for fine linen. I had the, some towels that are my favorite that were actually supposed to be for my guests. <laughs> but I don't know why I bought my towels. And then when I bought this house or I moved into this house, my mom went to Walmart for me. And I gave her my debit card. Mistake number one. The woman spent eight hundred dollars at Walmart. Do you remember that? Yeah, but didn't she? She said she paid for also some of it too. Yeah, so she spent more than that. But she got me some guest towels, which one day I was in a laundry bind and hadn't washed towels in a while, and I tried one of them, and I'm like, heck, my guests can have the other one, and so I took them out and I use them. (laughs) They're amazing. That's the black. Have you used the black and gray towels that I have? They're for better homes and gardens. Is it Martha Stewart, the lady that does that? You know, I shouldn't even say that. I don't know. You're going to get persecuted but now. I, think, I don't you think You should know your facts. Okay. But I am also a sucker for good linen. And I think everyone should be. Yeah, I don't know some person who's just like, this is an awful towel, but I love it. Like, yeah, let's, okay. This is, we're just open up, kind of like your Helen Keller thing. Open up a whole can of worms for me. Okay. People need to understand it's quality over quantity. Amen. Like, I, Lord, here we go. I just it, it, it burns me alive 
when someone buys an off-brand like Yeti cup. And I'm like, well, they're like, oh, it's cheaper. Well, of course, it's not going to work as good as the other. Exactly. One. Like, you just it's you have to buy quality things. I got there was only one Yeti cup in all of our project graduation gifts. Did you get it? No, I did not. But they had like Orion, or is it? I think that's the name. Uh, like Yeti cooler. I mean, like Orion. O'Brien or something. O'Brien or something like that. that. Coolers. Boo. And I was just like, boom. Somebody was like, I'll take that. I was like, what? Boo. Like, what are you doing? That drives that burns me up, and it shouldn't. I know. I'm not materialistic, folks. I promise. He talked about that. Last we did. Time I'm here. not like it's okay. It doesn't stand between me and God. But if you have an extra two, three dollars, buy the quality things mm-hmm. if you can, because it pays off in the long run. Like I promise you, this is a serious rant of mine. Like it drives me insane. That's like, why I have the sheets I have. I have exactly. Pottery Barn sheets. Exactly. I will not say how much they were. I know how but much they're they more were. expensive than what you would go get at Walmart. Let's just say that. I want to say, I need some new sheets. They're pretty good. I, I had this conversation with my parents the other day. Mm-hmm. There was a, we were trying to put the boys to sleep, mm-hmm. and it has to be pitch black, and it was still kind of like daylight, and they couldn't go to sleep because we didn't have blackout curtains. And I was like, I want blackout curtains. And and I think dad was like, we can go to Walmart and go get something. I was like, Boo. no. Boo. No. I said, I want some Pottery Barn ones. And he yeah. goes, well, you make your own money then. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to buy some. I mean, that's just the thing. Like Tools too. Milwaukee all the way. Milwaukee. If you can't get Milwaukee, then start the walkie. Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. Start the, walking. The wall isn't terrible. I, I had say the walk tools whenever I worked. And then you gave it to somebody and then they quit. And then I gave them away and then they left <laughs> with the tools. <laughs> so I have no tool. I have a tape measure. Currently, it's a Milwaukee tape measure. Though. It is, and anytime I need to borrow tools, I borrow Jacksons. Which, right. which are Milwaukee. Out. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just that's my rant of the podcast. Is if you, I mean, just go save up a little extra money, work a little harder to get quality items. Yeah. Do not be materialistic. I'm not contradicting what I said yeah. last week. And I understand, like. Some- financial situations but if it's something you don't if like, it's something small like yeah or like like toilet paper don't ever cheap out on toilet paper ever ever, ever. okay but like if it's like sheets okay mm-hmm. if you have sheets right now and they're getting a little worn then you're like huh let's not go to Walmart let's wait like another month and get some awesome sheets mm-hmm. from Pottery Barn mm-hmm. that will last me forever mm-hmm. I'm just saying and that's just it's I don't know it's just a rant of mine I don't like it. I don't like cheaping out. Yeah. On you can things. you can do practice like some self control and mm-hmm. wait another couple of weeks if you have to, depending on how much money you make, and then buy what is really the best option for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's good because, and again, big things I get it, but small things like your cups and your dishes. Yes, like I have better homes and gardens dishes, and I love them, mm-hmm. and like. If you're in the, on the fence about buying a Yeti cooler, just buy one. They're I worth have it. one. They're great. I have one. And everyone's like, oh, it melts the ice in like two days. Correct. Okay, the it's not gone. ice cold. But the water stays so cold. Then save up more and get a Yeti ice. Mm, I have a Yeti ice. You got it for me. Exactly. I got one. So, and you have one. From so, TV. I'm just, you know, my rant is done. But that's just, that's just me. Like, I bought the gifts for... The graduation party at church. Everyone got Yeti cups, and they loved them. And they're great. They so, keep ice for a, a good a good time. I also bought myself one, because so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> but but I don't know. That's just 
that's my rant for the day. Persecute me if you will, if you want to. Yeah. But that's just like, I don't know. That's just me. Again, we understand financial situation. It but is, you can save. You know, someone practicing self-control says a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can wait a few weeks on something that they want to buy something better, that's fine. Now, one thing I do, and it's kind of funny, every year I think that I can raise plants. <laughs> and so they're dead. They're dead. They're, I put them out in the rain to hopefully it would rejuvenate them, no, but they're, they're dead. dead. But I, that's one thing that I always go cheap on is flowers because they're going to die. Even though I tell myself that I'm going to be a good plant dad, I guess, <laughs> and make them no, no. Just I can die. take care of my dog. Maggie's happy. She's alive. But I can't take care of plants. It's just it's so much work. <laughs> Pulling the water hose out every day and watering the plants, and it's. Why don't you just get like a little like water? What is the word I'm thinking of? Pitcher, uh, like a like a, that... a waterer. I don't know. I didn't have one, it's and there was some at the register at the greenhouse that I bought the plants at. You should have done it. Then. And I was almost like, it was twelve dollars. I mean, I was like, oh, I should buy that, but I'm like, no, I don't need it. I have a perfectly good water hose. Plants are dead. What's inconvenient for me to water them? But now you're learning. Now you're like, next year when plants are good... Then I'll buy some more. I'll buy a water pitcher as well. Yes. Wait another week if you have to. It's, I can do $12. I know, but I'm just saying. But, you know, I get that from my mom because she buys all these plants. My parents spend an astronomical amount of money on... My, my dad buys them for my mom and Aww. they always die. Oh, that's so sweet, though. She kept some plants Shout alive. Shout out Jay Wood. She, she kept some plants alive. This year, she did better. Most of them die. Oh, but you tried. you tried hard, mom. You tried hard. She tried, and I also tried. They looked pretty for the week. They did. Mine looked pretty for like two two weeks. Yeah. Remember how dead they were like two weeks ago, and I brought them back to life again. And now they're dead. And I it started to rain the other day. I'm like, God is gonna re- <laughs> he's gonna rejuvenate my flowers. So I put them on the sidewalk, and now it's just dead plants on the sidewalk. So. Anyway, they're not only on the sidewalk; they're like in the direct middle of the sidewalk. So you have to like get I've, on the grass I've to walk walking, around them. I've been walking around them. I need to throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> like they're you cannot like step over them because they're too broad. So you're like slide I, off to the I grass. I stepped out of the, the house this morning. And I just looked at them and I was like, ah. I walked around them and got my truck and left. <laughs> so rip. But you know what it says in Matthew seven. Judge not that you may not be judged. So don't judge me for that. Don't judge me we're for that. We're already starting? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Like, we're going to be talking about that. So don't judge me for my plants dying. No, I'm not judging you. I have a green thumb. Me and my dad have a green thumb. Whoa. Like, I probably could plant. We have... So actually, we have pumpkins that we carved three years ago that we just threw out into <coughs> the yard. And they come back every single year. Excuse you. Do I have to do mouth to mouth? No, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, we have pumpkin plants that come back every single year. We actually took them out of the ground and put them in a pot, and they come back every single year. Really? Yep. I don't know how. I don't think they're annuals, but maybe they are. I don't know. They are now. Well, pumpkins are annuals. No, I don't. I worked at a pumpkin patch. I should know that. Come on, Ryan. But I don't. <coughs> I can come so sorry that I'm back. Dying. No, it's fine. Are you sure? The, the my water went down the wrong pipe because mm-hmm. Dylan didn't want coffee. That Jackson made me drink out of a coffee cup. You at least have like the feeling of you're drinking coffee. Just it's actually lemonade. 
I'm going to read what this cup says. Well, then. mine says, don't make me use my teacher voice, because this is the only cup in there. Well, the rest of them are in the dishwasher, because I washed them last night. This says, must be a military cup, because it says... Hooray. No, it says... Hurrah. What's the word that they use? Hoo-ya! Yeah, that. It says, hoo It's an army thing, period. So it must be Ty's cup, because he's into that. Yeah, and then don't make me use my teacher voice. Also Ty's also, cup. Ty's cup. Well, thank you, Ty. You're being represented because all the other ones are in the dishwasher. Thank you, Ty. Because at 8.30 last night, all of my willingness to do anything went out the window. Sleep. And I went to sleep. <laughs> just fine. I just spit on you when I laughed. I'm sorry. I, I watched it. it go to your forehead. <laughs> I, I don't feel it. You mean to get it off or no? Can you see it? Yep. Get it. That's how... So, you like rubbed it, was, it in. I feel it now. It was stuck in your hair. <laughs> I'm moisturizing you for you. Thank you. Moisturizing your face. Thank you. It was an accident. You're forgiven. So, do you want to read verses one through six? Is that the, is that a real question? You read it. Oh my goodness. You can do it. I read the last four weeks. Is that just because you don't have your Bible? No, I left it at church. I'm sorry. After your Devo. After my sermon that I gave. Which it was, was good. a sermon. I'm sorry. Which was very good. It was about Frozen. It was pretty good. Um, I will tell you that Into the Unknown is in Frozen 2, not Frozen 1. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, no. No, it's not. No. I no, mean, you don't have to look it up. I believe you. Now I'm embarrassed. Do you think other people f- knew that? I'm sure Winton did. Oh, it is from Frozen 2. Because I, I looked at Imline and your thing was said Frozen on it, and it didn't say 2 at the bottom. I was like, you're just going to tell them that it's in Frozen 2. I did not tell him that. Winton was so cute, by the way. She was like, I know. She, she loves looked, that song. She looked back at, like, the back screen. She was like, She loves. She Frozen. was so excited. She loves Frozen. Into the unknown. Okay. <laughs> Into <Anywho>. the unknown. <laughs> what the hell? But hell you know what? The song I listened to when I left church, like, blaring Into, Into the Unknown. Into the unknown. But the it's a good the disco version. I like that one. They hit unbelievable notes. I try. It's insane. And it just, it doesn't work. That's crazy. I can't do it. That people have that kind of voice. And then I just like look at myself, I'm like. Do better. Garbage. Do better. You're trash. (laughs) Like you hear him, you can't do nothing. You don't need to read. I know. No, I'll do it right now. Okay. So we're picking up in Matthew 7, hopefully. I don't know how far we're going to get on this. But. We'll never know. Chapter 7 does end. The Sermon on the Mount. So we'll probably try to get through seven. It's only twenty-eight we'll see verses. How it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right, picking up verse one. Judge not that you be not. I can't do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Just get ready because you're going to read some. Uh, starting in verse one, it says, "Judge not that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you will, it will be measured to you. Uh, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eyes, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye?" Or how can you say to your brother, let me uh, take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eyes. Do not give dogs what is holy. Do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. That's a lot. Like, when I think it's funny, like, if a new Christian read that, mm-hmm. or like somebody who was studying to be a Christian, they would be like, a log in my eye. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. So what? I mean, what? What are your? What's your take on that? I mean, what do you? How would you explain that? Maybe or how? What's your notes that you have on it? Well, I like how um, kind of we've been talking more like 
more interior kind of Jesus has been talking about more interior stuff like um, like giving and prayer and fasting and not being materialistic and not having uh, like anxiety or worrying about material things. And then now we kind of like switch kind of terms here and now we're talking about how we're supposed to not how we are and how we're not supposed to judge people. And, um, and so like the whole thing with the speck and, um, and the plank is just like, it's hard. I think we see ourselves more on a, um, or more like we don't see ourselves on the same level as other people. Like it's very easy for me to pick out your shortcomings mm-hmm. instead of mine. Yeah. Cause we're kind of blind or well, you see yourself how you want to see exactly, yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, so like we, it's kind of it's super easy to cast judgment on someone else and then not even seeing our own imperfections. Just and that's just that's what Jesus is saying here. Just be like, make sure you check yourself before you wreck yourself. And like the the illustrations that he's using is, you know, if you have a log in your own eye but someone has a speck in theirs, he's he's talking about like if you have something major going on in your life. And then maybe they have something that could seem more insignificant, but yet you point that out and you don't even try to fix yourself. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, I mean, that's the truth. We see, I've always thought it was just psychology. And I was into that. I love that. I would, I kind of wish I like, but you what? I kind of wish I'd like take something like that in college. But like, I wish you could see yourself the way other people see you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really hard on myself. You are. And I, I, I pick out things that nobody else in the world And you forget things that you've done. I just forget a lot of things. I just forget most <laughs> I forget things. forget in general. But, like, I do think that I wish I could see myself the way other people see it. Mm. And and not, like, not myself. I'm just using it as an example. But, like, at the same time, though, I think I could pick out... I could fix things better with myself if I saw it from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. You know... We're usually more generous to each, like, to ourselves. Like, we're more forgiving in ways like, oh, I did this, or I went out drinking, but I went to church the next day, so it's fine. Yeah. And and then, but then we see someone else do that, and we're like, oh, we saw them at the bar last night. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they doing here kind of deal? So it's it's easier for us to, to see that instead of see our own. Yeah, I w- that would be cool. Like, I wish you, I really wish you could see, like, I wish you could see you as I see you, or vice versa or whatever but it also is kind of I don't know it can be taken the wrong way maybe like if you sit down with somebody and like tell them what's going on or what you see it can kind of be like a like a slap in the face to the person hearing it like you're like oh I had no idea that I was even doing that or I had no idea that's the thing like you it's it's easier to judge somebody to say something like that and then you be like oh I have all this stuff going on but I also think a problem would be maybe we we don't see sin the way God sees sin. Yeah, you know we it's all see, the same. It is, and like we see something, we see somebody doing something, and we're like, oh gosh, somebody has to say something to them. It's awful. But like we sin every day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's 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 very hard to do this, but we have to. Yeah, we put sin on like our ranking system. Like, we think some sin's obviously more worse than other sin, but yeah. God's saying, oh, it's, it's sin. Sin, sin. It's it's bad. Like, and it's kind of funny. I, I like how he phrased this, but the very beginning, he states the he states what he's trying to say. He says, judge not, 
that you be not judged, is what the English Standard Version says. But then he goes into explaining it further and further and further, which means now everything in the Bible is important, but when it's stated and then restated and then explained and then stated again, you have to listen. Yeah. But you can sum all that up by judge not that you not be judged. I mean, I don't know. We've all been judged by somebody, mm-hmm. obviously, and it doesn't feel good. Like it, it, I don't like that. Yeah. But do you think it comes across better from like a stranger versus a friend? Like, what do you think about that? You know, you know what I'm trying to say? I feel like a stranger doesn't know everything, though. Like, if it's just complete stranger who's just now seeing this for the first time, um, I don't... Maybe if it... I'm trying to put myself in the stranger's position. Like, if I saw something, I feel like it would be best to, to say something just because kind of would clear my conscience of. Like, yeah. like, I at least tried. Okay, maybe they didn't know it, but if it's a friend, then it's more like... Um, like they obviously have my best interest in mind so they like I need to listen to them because they're looking out for me and I think it's it's a fine line because we are supposed to to help each other along and like as Christians help other Christians but I think a lot of people forget that Mm -hmm. like you do have their best oh you should have their best interest in mind I won't say all the time yeah. But I think it's very hard as Christians when you look at somebody and be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's not judgment. Well, it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It's Advice. more of just like, hey, I just saw, I saw this and maybe it should be brought to your attention. Like people have done that to me before. Mm. Like, said, like, saw something and was like, hey, um, maybe we shouldn't do that. And you're like, mm. and you think about it, or if you're like me, you go home and think about it and you're like, I'm kind of mad about that. Yeah. But then if you really think about it, you're like, but they had good intentions. Yeah. So it's kind of hard, but like, that's a big thing. And and I think that's a big problem with this new generation of kids, <laughs> I guess I would Something say. Like that, yeah. Just the new generation, they're just like, only God can judge me. Like that, no. I mean, yeah, that's true, but... I mean, you have to take people's advice. He has the most important judgment. Right. But, But, I mean, you have to decipher what's best interest and what's judgment, maybe, Mm -hmm. is how I would describe that. But it is hard as a Christian to kind of walk that line of, I'm not judging you, I'm just saying. Yeah. But, you know, but then also, if you cast out, I don't even call it criticism, but if you cast out something like that, then what do you have to be prepared to get? You like you, back, if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna deal it, as my grandpa would say, if you're gonna deal it, then be prepared to take it. Yeah, my grandpa used to say that all the time because he used to say something made me mad. <laughs> and then he'd be like, "If you're gonna deal it," because I would like rag on him about stuff. He's like, "If you're gonna deal it, you gotta be willing to take it." And I'm yeah. like, "No, that's that's true." Like, and I, I think that's hard for people to understand, especially now because every little thing hurts people's feelings oh, nowadays. Yeah. They're and they're just, just sensitive. They're snowflakes all right that's all i'm gonna say like don't be a snowflake it's yeah. okay okay like that and i think honestly and it's easy for me and you to sit here and say this and maybe you don't feel the same way but if if you if you saw me doing something which has happened before i think but if you called me out and were like hey maybe we don't need to do that then a friend to friend it's like okay yeah. you're probably right but I think it comes across better that way. But if you can, if you have a, a level of friendship where you can do that with somebody, then I think it goes over a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, strengthens the friendship. 
Yeah. Like, it does take fire to strengthen some things. I think. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But, I don't know. It, it, it just... It's hard. You have to decipher, again, good judgment versus... Or uh, best interest, I mean. Mm-hmm. And just downright judging somebody. Yeah. Which, I mean, I find myself doing that. Like, in my own mind. Or, like, maybe talking to you or something. And just looking at, like, people and just being like, that's stupid. Yeah, well, Why would they do that? Or And... <laughs> I don't know. We're not supposed to judge people, but I think, and again, this is not the Bible speaking. This is Dylan. I think you can say stuff, you know, to a close friend or whatever, or to yourself or think something, but don't hold that against somebody. Yeah. You know, because it's going to happen. That's just, ha- that's just who we are. Like it's, we're going to judge people. We're hardwired to be that way. Yeah. It's human nature, but I think we have to, to, Maybe see something and in our mind be like, well, I would do that that way. And they'd be like, well, they're their own person. They do stuff their way. That's fine. And I think that's what we have to do. Yeah. Because it is hard. You have to remember it's like, at what point does it become just like hatred almost? Like Mm -hmm. just being plain mean. Like you can can criticize somebody and like judge them. But like at some point, if you keep going, it might get mean. It might be like, okay, like that's... That's too far. Like, mm-hmm. you can't hold that against them. It might have been, like, one thing or something like and that. And you also, again, psychology thing, you know, it's weird, but, like, even me and you, as close as we are, like, your world looks different than mine. Mm-hmm. You look at things 115% different than the way I look at stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your closest friends do that. And, and we all, I mean, everyone sees the world in a different light. And you also have to take that into consideration yeah. of, well, I look at it this way, but I think a certain way. And you may look at something another way or do something another way. And that's that's hard for me sometimes, too, because I forget not everyone thinks like me. Yeah. And I think that's something we have to think about as Christians, too, is, hey, everyone's doing their own thing. I yeah. mean, they, they view things 100% differently, and that's fine. I mean, that's I'm glad that we're all different, or mm-hmm. it would be a very boring world <laughs> if we all did the same thing yeah. the same way. So, and then starting in verse 7, don't worry. I will read. Yes. Uh, starting in verse 7, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So... The, again, this new generation totally misconstrues what this means. But what, I mean, what do you think about it? Well, I I was going to say the same thing that like people kind of point to this verse a lot, like in the Bible sometimes where it says, "Ask and it will be given to you." So they're like, "Oh, if I pray for this, I should get this mm-hmm. because I prayed for it, I asked for it." But that's not that's not what he's saying. He's saying I feel like that's true to a certain point, but you have to be all in if you would say like Mm -hmm. if you pray for uh we'll just say like patience or something like that um then like you're not going to get just patience like on a platter be like there you go no you're going to get like opportunities where you can practice being patient and it's going to challenge your patience and so that's that's like that's how it's going to be it's not going to be like oh i pray that i want to win the lottery or something Mm -hmm. and then you don't win and you're like God didn't. God doesn't love me, or something like that. And so, right. uh, I just think that's taken out of context sometimes, and that just needs to be true. And I think too. I mean, think about this, because God sees things a whole lot better than any of us see it. Yeah. But 
if you're and I, I've I've read this quote before, but like if you're a giver, like if you're willing to give and give and give until you can't give anymore, but like if you do that to one person and you give and you give and you give and you give, eventually that person's not really even appreciative anymore. Yeah. You know? And I think it's like expected almost. Exactly. Like, you're just like, oh well so and so will whatever. But like if you give and give and give and give and give then they're not going to be appreciative for anything. Yeah. And then that, I think that's the way, you know, people expect when they pray to God and their prayer doesn't quote unquote get answered, they're like, oh, God's not listening to me. Yeah. Like, he it's not. Me. He doesn't love me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the truth. I mean, I'm laughing in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, if you know, you know. Okay. But like, that's not how God works. I mean, he's not this endless bank that can just give us everything that we want. Because, again, if I pray for patience, it's not just going to oh, wake up in the morning and, I just feel so patient today. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. It's in traffic. I just... <laughs> it's okay if you wait. Oh, my gosh. Today, speaking of traffic, I blew the horn at somebody. Oh, do you need to... And it wasn't a nice patience. horn. Like, it was a long, like, not a mean horn blow in yeah. a company vehicle. I was in my work truck. But this lady was on her telephone, mm. <laughs> like, and the light turned green, and she sat, and she sat, and then it turned yellow. Like, she sat through the entire green light. You shook the table. And right I blew, sorry, I blew the horn, because I was like, well, get, go. But, like, if I pray for patience last night, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, she... She's it's okay. Right. Like, it's... She's in her maybe own Maybe you take world. your time. Take your... No, that's, that's not how it works. But, like... If I prayed for patience, maybe that was an opportunity for me to be patient, and I blew it. <laughs> but, like, that's how God doesn't work like a genie in a bottle. That's just not how God is. Yeah. And and so many people read that, and they're like, oh, my, ask, and it will be given to me. And they stop. Like, they don't read anything else. Yeah. And you're like, that, not necessarily. But now, God takes things into consideration that we don't necessarily see. Mm-hmm. Like, I may be praying and praying and praying for something to work out in my life that was never meant to work out. Yeah. Like, and, and again, I, I mentioned this in my lesson Sunday night at church, but if if God's plan interferes with ours, then we think he's wrong. Yeah. Because we have this whole big grand plan worked out, and we pray and we pray and we... And it's just not how it works. And then we get upset. And so... And then verse 9, this is where it kind of gets confusing. But Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If then, um, who, or if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So, like, here, I, I kind of take it as he's saying, well, if you ask me for something... If it's in your best interest, then I'm going to give you opportunities to have it. Mm-hmm. But if somebody asks you for a piece of bread, I'm not going to go give them a rock and be like, there you go. There's bread. a rock. Or if somebody asks me for a, a, a fish, give them a snake. Like It's just saying, you know, God is going to give you what's in your best interest. Yeah. But you also have to be willing to give mm-hmm. as well. You know, I think that's, again, the world is messed up. <laughs> But, like, I don't understand people who don't have a giving attitude. 
You know, and but I see it, but I don't understand. But like, God gives us everything that we have. Mm-hmm. It's not ours. Yeah. So, if you can, give to people who need it. Now, someone who deserves it, and who not I'm not into panhandling. I'm not going to get some. I'm sorry, but if you're standing on the side of the road, I'm not rolling my window down and giving you money. I'm sorry. But if if I'm giving to somebody who deserves it, who is going to appreciate it, who's, I think I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, am I totally off? Oh no, I agree. I but, I don't. Maybe some situations put you into that panhandling position, but there's still ways out of it. Like your barber. Yeah. How she was like straight basically homeless and just her living situation and she made her way out has her own barber shop and now she makes a killing like there's ways out of it I'm I'm not going to mention names but there my barber is amazing Mm -hmm. like in Cookville I'm not going to say who she is but like that girl has came from the bottom and now she's here I mean she is incredible Incredible. It's like she she has one of those stories where she was in the depths and mm-hmm. but she got out of it and now she makes a killing and has a great life and that's just saying that anybody can do it. It just it takes effort and it's going to take a little work and you might get a little sweaty but that's okay. And the Bible tells you, I mean, all good and perfect things work together for those who love God. Mm-hmm. And I I one hundred percent believe that. Like if you try. And you're being a good Christian, and you're and you're doing the things God's going to provide for you. He's going to take care of you, and not in the way that you think. Mm-hmm. But if you ask Him and and you're genuine about it, like He's going to take care of you. And I think so many people just have this fascination that, well, if I love God, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to have a hard time. That's not true. I mean, but He's going to give you what you need. But we also need to practice giving ourselves because nothing that we have nothing that we have we did for ourselves God gave us the opportunity to work he gave us abilities he he gives us all he equips us and we have to go out and do the work so and then starting in verse 12 it says and this is the golden rule I'm sure y'all have heard this but so whatever you wish that others would do to you do also to them for this is the law and the prophets enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. Destruction. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> and those who enter abide are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So, I mean, I could camp out here. We won't, but I could camp out here like the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Um, but do unto others what you want done to yourself. Plain and simple. That, I don't know, that is, it hits a nerve with me because so many people just treat people like garbage. Yeah. And then they expect you to just bend over backwards for them whenever they need something. Or like people who only call you when they need something or, oh, it infuriates me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What, what you, you talk. I no, don't want to take, I don't want to take everything away from you. No, you I know, agree. I can talk about it for hours. No, I agree with you. Just, it, people like it kind of goes back to judging and stuff like that and how we view ourselves sometimes we're like oh well, we do all these things for these people but when we really think we might not mm-hmm. like and then we call somebody who like say I need some help and I call you and then but I only call you when I need help but then whenever you hit, need help I don't answer the phone 
kind right. of deal. So like that's just it's not right. It says it right there. It's the golden rule. I mean, what else do you need to prove that this is how you should treat people? And and I mean literally, it's black and white. There's nothing. Nothing in that verse, even in the King James Version, which is a harder version to read, nothing in that verse can lead you astray. Treat others the way you want to be treated, plain and simple. There is nothing. And people, they just think that it's me against the world. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, there are people who love you. And that's that's one thing, too, that that bothers me is how some people be like, oh, no one's here for me. Well, maybe you're not there for them. You know, maybe you, you know, and that's exactly, I mean, that, that, that bothers me. So I will stop my (laughs) rant there before it goes any further. Why don't you read, um, 15 through 19. Okay. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire thus you will recognize them by their fruits did you see the quote that i shared on instagram last night i felt very prestigious i did see it but i don't remember it wow i saw the guy it was it was a guy in the background and the box around it and the letters were in the box it said um People, oh gosh, I'm going to have to look at it. Oh my God, I don't remember what it was. But I, I just get in these moods sometimes and I just I share funny things on my Instagram story. Follow me at Dylan Wood with no A. <laughs> D-Y-L-N Wood. Really? So really? it says, you are what you do, not what you say that you'll do. And in, I read that because I was reading this on my phone last night before I went to bed. And that, for some reason, it popped up in my Instagram feed, that quote did. But... You will recognize them by their fruits. Guys, there are so many people who tell you they're just the greatest thing in the world or people that claim to be disciples of God or people that claim to be followers of God, and they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can I have one guy in particular that is nationally known that I'm not going to say his name, but just claims to do all these wonderful things, but yet charges people an admission to get into his church. Yeah. Like, that's not right. And you will see them by their fruit, as in, people are not who they say they are. Yeah. People are what they do. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's no other way to say that. And what's funny, that leads directly into verse 21, where it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, on that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, um, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and and do mighty works in your name, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. All these people, which, again, I feel like they read the Bible with um, blockers that they don't want to see something. Yeah, they just see but whatever they want. It's saying you recognize people by your fruits. Good people bear good fruit, and you can't, you cannot deny that. Yeah. Good people do good things. Mm-hmm. Good people who say they're going to do all these amazing things and then don't do them are not good people. This is one of the more scarier verses, like just to, to me where I, it's kind of like people who go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, but they live a completely different life outside of church. This is kind of like where you say, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, that kind of represents us going to church, Mm -hmm. at least being there, being seen by everyone. 
it, they're not all going to enter into the heaven of the kingdom of heaven and that's just that's kind of scary to think about that like you know he's he says right there i never knew you that's kind of that's the heading i never knew you which is that's just a scary thought to know that jesus looks at you you can kind of imagine it and he just said i never knew you and then there you go and it's just like you're gone and it, it is scary. I agree with you because you're like, man, I tried really hard, but I went to all the church churches. I did youth things, and then, but I I didn't. My good fruit was not produced. Right. I might have seemed like a good tree. Right. But, but the I tree wasn't. was barren. That's right. Hollow. But you know, but one thing that that makes me, I guess, at ease after reading that is reading verses twenty four because mm-hmm. then it says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it has been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the rain came and the floods came and the wind blew and beat against that house, it fell. And great was the fall. So we read kind of this scary verse of, well, I never knew you, but he responds with the answer. Yeah, if you do what I say, you, you're building your foundation on the rock. I like it how he ends in like a parable almost. Yeah, I love and, it. And then he does parables throughout the whole, the rest of the gospels, pretty much. And exactly. so, and I, I'll read and verse twenty eight kind of ties everything together. Um, and then when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowd were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as who had the or excuse me, for he was teaching them as one who had authority, and not as their scribes. So, it feels like we covered a lot, but we didn't, mm-hmm. really, because it ties everything together. But it's basically saying he was teaching them as if someone who had authority. Yeah, it's like the scribes here quoted rabbis, or quoted Jesus, for, or not Jesus, but mm-hmm. rabbis and stuff like that. But Jesus is saying, I have the authority because I am the Son of God. Right. I got it. You don't, you don't have to feel like I'm a scribe who's saying from somebody else. No, this is this is truth. Right. But if you read, I mean, verse 24. Everyone who hears these words, and I'm going to paraphrase. Everyone who hears these words and does them builds his house on the rock. And he's answering all of the questions that we have. Where, he's, where, we, where we started and where he starts in the beginning of Matthew... Where he says, judge not that you won't be judged. And don't ask for things in vain. Ask and it will be given to you. And treat others the way you want to be treated. And beware of false prophets. He's saying all these things because if we truly, and I mean truly, build our house on the rock, we're not going to worry about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because it's not, I mean, yes, we're going to fall into a trap and do it. Okay, It's, it's unavoidable. But there's a difference in sinning and living a life of sin. And he's saying all these kind of nervous shots and saying, okay, don't judge anybody and don't ask for things in vain and treat others the way you want to be treated and, and watch out for the false prophets. And, and if you believe those false prophets and then don't do what I say, then I'm never, I'm, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven and all these things. But then he ends it with, do what I say. Yeah. If you do what I say, you're building a solid foundation. Like, put me on the foundation. Exactly. Put me on that cornerstone. And... Hmm. I don't know. What am I missing? What are we missing? Anything? I don't know what you're missing. I mean, I don't. I just don't want to like take something that you have to say. I don't do anything. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say. Nothing but 
building that foundation of Christ, if you truly do that, and guys, when I say I think people read the Bible with these mental blockers on, I agree. Like, it's like they, they take our black Sharpie and black out the words that say, in order to become a Christian, you need to be baptized. Yeah. Or in order to, to be a, a faithful Christian, there are things that we have to do and there's things that we can't do and there's all this stuff. I mean, if we truly see the Bible for what it is, read it for what it is, and do what it says, we won't live a life of sin. We won't live in sin. Yep. And you should care enough about your relationship with God that when you do slip up, because it's going to happen. I mean, oh, good yeah. grief. I slip up all the time. <laughs> you slip up. I mean, good grief. I was thinking about the other day in the truck. When I told you, <laughs> I'm praying. <laughs> no, I'm just, but, you know, you're going to mess up and you're going to make mistakes. But, like, if you truly have a foundation of Christ, like, you see a mistake, you fix it, and you move on. Yeah. And so, no, he's not saying the stuff in the Sermon on the Mount to scare you, even though it does. Yeah. And I think people read that and heard they don't finish the chapter. Whoop, I spit on you again. <laughs> they don't finish the chapter. And in the end, he says, but build your foundation on the rock. Yeah. And there are going to be people that don't. They, they're going to be foolish. It's going to be a great fall. And they're going to fall. And it's and just like he just said, great is the fall. And so building that foundation of Christ, and I guess we can sum all of it up there, is is crucial. And you have to do it a certain way. But if you truly do it, you're not going to have to worry about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're all, kind of like what you said earlier, if you're all in for Christ, what are you worried about? And I wish I could tell that I never worried. I'm working on that. But that's it. Build your foundation on Christ. There's nothing else to say about Matthew 7. So hope you have a great week. And we're a day late on getting this out. But it's only a day. So I got fine. three text messages today. Oh, my goodness, really? This is a podcast about love. <laughs> and if we're a day late, people will be like, oh, bro, where's the podcast? Bro, slow your roll. Slow. You know who I'm talking to? If you're listening to this and sent me a text today... Be patient. Retract the text. Love is patient. That's right. And love Love is kind. kind. I will stop right there. (laughs) But be patient and be kind. And show that to other people. We're going to make sure everyone practices patience. Maybe we will push it back. Or maybe last... Maybe Sunday night you prayed for patience. There you go. There it is. There's the patience. Coffee in Christ, one day late. Have a great week. If I can find the stop recording button. (laughs) Have a great week again. See you guys.